0: Rise with India podcast on ET Now. Good morning. We're at the end of a truncated week. Here's everything that you need to know before you start planning the weekend. This is the Rise with India podcast on ET Now, and I'm Alex Matthew. Today's the 1st of April. There's quite a bit of news on the economy to tell you about. To start with, the government has said it will borrow 7.24 lakh crore rupees from the markets in the first half of the financial year that starts today. That's a shade above 60% of the total projected market borrowing for the full year and it's in line with expectations. It is also in line with what has been borrowed in previous years. There should calm nerves in the bond market where yields have cooled off in the past week or so. And as of yesterday, the yield on the 10-year benchmark government bond in India stood at 6.17%. The government's fiscal deficit in the first 11 months of the previous financial year came in below the revised estimate of 9.5 percent of gdp which was presented at the time of the union budget in february and this means that despite subsidy areas paid out in the final month india could well manage to keep its fiscal deficit below the projection for the full year despite the disruption caused by the pandemic and that's certainly a big positive India's current account in the three months ended December, meanwhile, returned to deficit after two quarters, led by a rise in the merchandise trade deficit. The country's current account recorded a deficit of $1.7 billion during the quarter as against a surplus of $15.1 billion in the three months to September. In a crucial update on monetary policy, the government has kept its inflation target for the next five years unchanged at 4% plus or minus two percent. This will govern the course of monetary policy for the inflation targeting Reserve Bank of India and its Monetary Policy Committee. The notification puts to bed murmurs of a possibility of a higher inflation target or even an added clause for core inflation. India's core sectors contracted again after two months and at the sharpest pace since August. The index of eight core industries contracted 4.6% in February, compared with a revised growth of 0.9% in January of 2021, according to data released by the Ministry of Commerce and Industry. Now, with interest rates where they are, it was only a matter of time before the rates offered on small savings schemes by the government were slashed. And that's exactly what the government has done. The interest rates applicable on various small savings schemes, which lakhs of investors use for long-term savings, have been cut by 50 to 110 basis points for the first quarter of this year. The interest rate on the public provident fund has been cut to 6.4% from 7.1%, and that's a 46-year low. Do remember that this interest is still tax-free, and so is still superior to what you'd get on a fixed deposit. The Indian government has announced a new emergency credit line guarantee window to cover more sectors where banks will be able to provide collateral-free loans to borrowers. Under the new scheme, businesses in hospitality, leisure, sports and travel and tourism will be covered. The scheme will be applicable for accounts that had past dues of up to 500 crore rupees as of the 29th of February 2020. The tenor of these fully guaranteed loans will be six years, including a moratorium period of two years. Now, contrary to expectations, the Maharashtra government decided not to extend a discount on stamp duty that is charged on housing registrations. The rate goes back to 5%. In international news, U.S. President Joe Biden presented a $2.25 trillion U.S. infrastructure plan yesterday, promising to bring everybody along at the unveiling in Pittsburgh. The American Jobs Plan lays out an eight-year program that includes $620 billion for transportation and $650 billion for initiatives such as cleaner water and high-speed broadband. Biden's plan would also allocate $580 billion to American manufacturing. And with that, it's over to Rohit Singh for the trade setup for the day here in India. Good morning, Rohit. How are we looking at the end of the week?
1: Good morning, Alex. We've wound up the financial year with best gains in over a decade, despite the COVID disruption. But it won't be smooth sailing at the start of the new financial year. The poor core industry's data will dampen the sentiment this morning. This is the worst performance in the past six months, disrupting the economic recovery. Wednesday was a day of consolidation on the index as markets chose to catch breath. Stocks ended near the day's low, dampened by profit booking, largely because of HDFC twins and reliance. That explains the cut on Nifty and Bank Nifty, while broader markets managed to hold up. It was also a day that marked the end of a stellar run for the financial year, with the index clocking a near 70% return. The expectations for this year have been moderate given the COVID surge, rising US yields, and a firm dollar. Still, April offers some hope for broader markets as it's seasonally a better month for the small cap index. India Weeks remains flattish at 20.64 level, still not below the 20 level, which bulls find comforting. For the financial year, we saw the best ever inflow with 2.7 lakh crore rupees worth of bets by foreign investors on Indian stocks. On the last day, FII's net sold shares worth close to 1,700 crore rupees, but DII's managed to more than offset it, as the net bought shares worth over 2,000 crore rupees. Keep an eye on steel today, a robust pipeline of domestic demand and supply cuts in China are keeping the steel prices upbeat, which is reflecting in the share prices. The inline H1 borrowing plan will suit bond markets, which are reeling under oversupply and rising U.S. yields. For government bonds, this turned out to be the worst quarter in the last three years. Wall Street and Asia is digesting Biden's $2.3 trillion infra plan, which promises to modernize highways and roads and other critical infra. This plan proposes changes in U.S. tax tools, and the cost of the revamp is being borne entirely by corporate taxes. Dow fell marginally, but still ended the month with a 6% uptake. The 10-year U.S. yield was marginally higher overnight at 1.74%. At the start of the month, Hopes of an upbeat economic data is keeping Asia firm. Take a look at some of the stocks that could be in focus this morning. Watch out for some of the food processing companies like Nestle. government has cleared a near 11,000 crore rupee production linked incentive scheme for the food processing industry. The step is aimed at helping farmers earn better prices and reduce crop wastage. HCL Technologies, India's third largest IT service provider, has won a multi-year contract from a global automotive supplier. According to reports, more than 20,000 crore rupees of loans to Kishore Biyani's future group may slip into a watch list or be classified as NPS by banks. Piramal Pharma will acquire Pharma for an upfront payment of 775 crore rupees. That's a wrap of the morning summary of some of the key market factors. Hope you have a profitable day. Thank you for listening in.
0: Thanks Rohit. And that's a wrap on this edition of the Rise with India podcast. If you liked it, don't forget to tell us about it. But more importantly, do tell your friends. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day and an even better weekend. The Rise with India podcast on ET Now.